Murder is probably like my biggest oh no no. I can deal with it. Depends who you're murdering. Punch. Happy holidays, Pete. Hey, Merry Christmas, Deej. Hey, the holidays are over. Nah, we'll this, see about that. Um, <laughs> you know what I thought of? So this is Monday, uh, January 2nd. Yep. Uh, daylight savings should be on January 2nd. You should get an hour on January 2nd. How clutch would that be? That would be pretty dope. Because you... I should I, just get rid of daylight savings. What's the point of daylight savings anyway? I don't it's think just, anyone knows. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But I... I think the daylight savings is like an underutilized trick. We we do it twice a year. I think that it should be. It's I nice think that, a little like morale boost. It is, but it's it is fucking crushing when you lose an hour. Um, here's what I think daylight savings should be: get an hour Monday, <laughs> lose it. It should be every week. Get an hour <laughs> Monday, lose an hour Thursday, get that hour back Monday. Wouldn't that be sick? Yeah, but do you know how many like missed appointments and shit there would be? There'd like, be like a there'd be a every week somebody would flake a, out a like, breaking <laughs> in process for <laughs> right. a couple of years. But that would be I think that'd be fucking awesome because if you don't get a lot of sleep, it's two days later that burns you, right? So like I didn't. Yeah, like, you don't get burned on the first day when you lose sleep because right. like you're all right. But right, it's it's a gradual process, and then like by day three, you're just like I can't do this. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, so like New Year's Eve, everyone stays up till two or three or whatever. I woke up at like, like eight thirty or nine for some un- ungodly reason, and I felt fine. A because I was like still, still drunk. Yep, extremely. I couldn't drunk. drive home the next morning. I uh, my uh, my friend left her wallet at my apartment, and I offered to. I was like, oh, I'll just drop it off, and I was like, you're gonna need to give me like. 13 hours because i'm not going near a fucking car right now um yeah i mean i forgot that you were having people over yourself that's really dangerous yeah it's like because you you have no you really have no worry in the world you can drink however much you want no it's a weird feeling um when you're when you're drunk and you get the thought like oh shit i'm not drunk enough that's a really that's like the stupidest thought a person can have it's like a constant state of mind for me. That's basically no, but that's the only way that you think when you're drinking for some reason. Right. You just be like, I need more. Right. <laughs> you're like, oh, f- oh, fuck. I got drunk, but I forgot to get really, really super like. That's like what we did on the Love Actually episode. Like we had crushed a couple bottles of wine. Right. We were like, like that we need was more fine. wine. Yeah. That, that we were drunk people. Yeah. And then we had one objective. Um, I was drinking old fashions because mm. I'm, I'm a classy yeah, fella. Fancy boy. Also, old fashions. I think they're getting too sweet for my taste. Because at the bottom of an old-fashioned, it's just, like, sugar. Mm. So I, to keep up the charade, I was just, uh, I kept the maraschino cherry in there and the orange peel. But I was just pouring straight whiskey (laughs) in there. And I was just walking around drinking tons of That'll get you. That'll get you. But, like, at the same speed of an old-fashioned. Okay. um, So, Yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, your New Year's looked fucking wild. It was, it was right up time. my alley. It was a good time. Uh, there were there were there were girls there. <laughs> I know the picture that I uploaded was just all men. The being picture really that gay. you uploaded is the greatest picture I've seen in my life. I liked. I was gonna do a like and comment. I feel like commenting on Instagram is not a big thing, huh? Uh, it's like well, it's a big thing because nobody does it. So like so, when you, so do, if you it, do it, it's yeah, like, it's like that better be yeah, right, yeah. 
Um, I didn't even know what I was going to say. I just needed to to get something out there. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? You like couldn't be more jealous of this or something? Oh, I was. I well, or was that I, the text I, that you yeah, sent? <laughs> I texted. Uh, oh, every time I opened up Instagram, uh, it was that fucking picture. And every time I just got like punched in the face of how jealous oh, I was of just it's just a bunch of guys like just really drunk, just like sticking their butts out <laughs> and just being fellows. Yep, it was a good time. I was. I think yeah, there were m- m- the ratio at my gathering was. Terrible. I puked. There was like 30% guys. Horrible. I puked. Uh, really? Yeah, I never puke, and I puked on Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Happy <laughs> New Year. Awesome. That's hilarious. Uh, one of my friends puked, supposedly, and uh, I was told about that yesterday, and uh, so apparently I was like, she did it in front of me. Like I was right there for it, like, and I just didn't know. He's on the ground? No. Uh, like, in the toilet? Like, yeah. She, okay. like, got sick and went off and, like, it was just known, hey, like, that person you know got what? sick. You know what? If if somebody, if I throw a party and somebody gets sick mm-hmm. and they get sick in the toilet, like, I have more respect for that person for, like, being such a goddamn mess but being uh, put together enough to, like, respect my house and throw up in the goddamn right. toilet. Well, here's the thing. I, uh, I mean, obviously, since I don't remember her getting sick, uh, all when... A lot of times when you get super drunk, you do the thing of like, oh, God, I hope I didn't embarrass myself or yeah. whatever. And she was just like, hey, like, sorry. Like, she said to a few of us, like, sorry if I was too drunk. And I was like, you didn't seem drunk at all. And that shows how blackout and dumb us idiots nice. were. So, um, yeah, the the big thing was I made a photo backdrop, though. My friend and I made a photo backdrop. Yeah, yeah you told like, me you were going to do that, like a little, like, uh, background yeah, thing. Yeah, it was great. You cropped that shit right. It doesn't even look like you're in the kitchen. What was the uh, What was the thing? It was uh, just the metallic uh, okay. fucking streamer things, and then big ass 2017 balloons. And then we those balloons are like I, I don't remember like every year those being like the fucking hot shit. Are they, dude? Like every picture that I saw, people had those giant ass letter balloons. So, you know what? Balloons. I'm gonna. This sounds really basic. I was transfixed by balloons. <laughs> I was just between the big balloons and even the little ones. We got just like normal, regular balloons that we blew up and we would throw them around in pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like 90% of the people at my place, we, we were just like standing around kicking balloons like soccer balls oh, dude, for I, hours. Dude, so I, yeah, fun. dude, I love, I love the ground balloons. Yes. Where you just get to fucking... Kicking balloons is a, is a good-ass time. You know what's my favorite... Po- yeah, kicking balloons is like the... Uh, it's the adult version of uh, throwing around the, the uh, vortex howler, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the, the best move ever is when the balloon is bouncing around and it gets near the wall. And then you, and you run try up like, to save it. it. And no, you, it gets near the wall, and then you run up and you kick it into the wall, and it <laughs> bounces off the wall and goes like boom. No, I think the best thing is like when you kick up a balloon, and then there's like enough people at the party that are woke enough to be like, hmm, "Let's keep this up." For oh as long no, as we, we did can. like a big friends thing. Like we were calling each other droppers. Nice. It was so much fun. Now I'm now I'm jealous of your New Year's. It was, you know what? It it was like a it was a, a great time and I don't know if it would have been great without balloons, but man, balloons. I did uh, I did like the the move that friend of the podcast Jeff did uh with his balloons. Yes. Like he didn't go with the uh the old 2017 yeah. balloon. He went with a uh, fuck 2016 on yes. his balloon on his balloon display. Which made I was I was angry I didn't think of that because everyone who threw parties uh 
generally like the theme or like the joke was it's not a 2017 party it's like a thank god 2016 yeah. is over party and yeah those the best part was jeff was like that was the only decoration <laughs> <laughs> just just got some balloons that said fuck how much of the uh, how much of the thing did you catch the uh the new year's eve fucking oh extravaganza. not even a second of it i watched really? i watched some of the uh clemson ohio state game and then yeah it was just just music and kicking balloons man yeah i i think uh well i i remember like seeing it on tv a little bit um but i think the tv was on mute for most of the uh most of the going ons oh, okay um, but i did see lionel richie Oh, and I, I tweeted about Lionel Richie in my drunken state, and I was like, it's on mute, but I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm so, so, um, the only music festival that had as good or better of a lineup than Lollapalooza this year, in my opinion, was Outside Lands. And instead, I forget who it didn't have from Lollapalooza, but it did have Lionel Richie. And I was like, Fuck, could you imagine if on top of all this shit, we just like, to go at see the Lionel end of the day, Richie. we were like, hey, let's go check out Lionel goddamn Richie. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but I, I did see Mariah Carey. I didn't mm. hear her performance. I haven't seen I haven't gone back. I saw the video anything. and like, whatever, man. Like, they're... Uh, what did she even do? She just like... It was... She was lip syncing or they, they were playing... There was like a track they were playing back and she just didn't even try to make it look like she was lip syncing okay so it was like it was kind of like the ashley simpson thing yeah and she uh but she also blamed it on monitors uh little pro tip for musicians out there if anything ever goes wrong say something about monitors uh she said the monitors weren't working and uh who was it then the monitor company or the the people who did the sound they were like fuck that man our monitors were unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, well, like pro tip for everybody, you want Mariah Carey to be lip syncing because I don't oh, know if you've heard yeah, Mariah Carey. Yeah, she doesn't sound like, good mm. these days. <laughs> Apparently, when she would speak between the songs, she had, like her voice was like oh, really God. husky, and then they would play like and, fucking like, just beautiful like nineteen ninety six sounding Mariah Carey. It's a weird booking, anyway. Yeah, I feel like Mariah Carey like is only around for Christmas. Yeah, at this point. But uh, last year they had the most lit one ever. Ooh. It was uh, it was like Pitbull's thing. Yeah. But he brought out Puff Daddy, Ooh. and Puff Daddy then brought out like, Mace, and I, I don't know if he brought out like Buster Rhymes, but he just made it like a bad boy slash kind of blast from the past '90s hip hop thing, and it was outstanding. Yeah. Um, side note: uh, we're, we're going to talk about some rap music on this episode, but. Busta Rhymes, I just want to make sure everybody is still aware that Busta Rhymes has been like a fucking legend. Yeah. I love Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes is great. He's yeah. in um, Master of None. He was, that's mm-hmm. right. And uh, he was he's awesome on the new Trap Called Quest album. And he did a song a couple years ago with Q-Tip and like Kanye and like Lil Wayne's in the video, Chris Brown's in the video, and it's like the best song ever, and it wasn't that big. So (laughs) just a little shout out to that. Speaking of rap, also Chance the Rapper uh, is now posting pictures and videos of his daughter. And it's, I felt really fucking weird that it like made my life yesterday (laughs) to go on Instagram and see this stranger who I don't know like, strange child like kissing his baby oh, no. and being like can you say i love you and her like trying to talk it's oh, I, I fucking die it's adorable speaking of rap uh we didn't at all talk about run the jewels three last no week. and that was our i think we went into it being, being like, like okay, that's gonna be, gonna be our centerpiece yeah <laughs> um 
you actually like I've talked about this album with a million people. You have articulated it more eloquently than anybody else. It is a uh, Run the Jewels two was their like as you put it their singles album, yeah. and this is their like album album. Right. It, yeah. It's I. So I've I said like right from the beginning that Run the Jewels two like brought more heavy hitters. Yes. Like it had some fucking bangers yeah uh but run the jewels three is a better product end to end i think that as long as you know going into it and i I guess none of us really knew what to expect um if you expected it to be a carbon copy of run the jewels two you're going to be disappointed and like it doesn't have any of anywhere near the highs like it doesn't have uh oh my darling don't cry it Mm -hmm. doesn't have like a blockbuster night part one but consistently throughout the album it's awesome the big the biggest difference i think between the two albums is i think that lp was the mvp of run the jewels 2 and this album is like a killer mike album he just he starts off most of the songs i i would guess that he takes like the vast majority of the verses and he's fucking great the one of the the best run the jewels lyrics ever is uh we be the realest of the killers of the fuck shit squadron. <laughs> uh, yeah, you said that, and uh, I had, I my theory is that LP doesn't have much or doesn't come in quite as strong on the the rapping side because he was more concerned with the technical side yeah. of this album, which really shows with the technical side of this album. Yeah, the, like the beats are dope. I love the first the first song. Um, down is it called yeah. yeah um one review said like it's weird that they started with a filler song because it's not like vintage run the jewels just because it's like not as high tempo and it's not as frantic i think it's i think that's a fucking dope song yeah it do- i mean it doesn't come out and like punch you in the throat as right. much as the the previous first tracks have. right um but i think that's a good thing because if you if you come out with like a punch you in the throat song for this album, yeah. the rest of the album isn't like that. Right. So it's it stays pretty consistent from beginning to end. Yeah. Um my favorite moment of the album is in the first song. Uh Killer Mike takes this long ass verse to open the song. They do the chorus and then LP comes in with you're going to need a bigger boat, boys. You're in trouble <laughs> and it just fucking it's it doesn't sound as cool when I say it back, but it's like fucking Goosebump City. You're like, oh fuck, that's right. LP's here too. It also took one song for a for a Donald Trump jab. Yes, just uh, one. Yeah, um, not his best, not their best Donald Trump jab though. That would go on. Um, Fuck, what's the one they did with DJ Shadow? Nobody Speak, when he says, yeah. flame your crew uh, quicker than Trump fucks his youngest. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, this did have a lot of... I did, I'm trying to see. Did I write down any of the lyrics? Uh, no. Uh, but this did... Like, the lyrics on this album are great. Um, and the song, Stay Gold. Yeah. Killer Mike has a scheme about kidnapping your mom from Jazzercise and then her getting Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I forget what he says. Like, uh, like mom's like i like those fucking guys (laughs) Uh, i also like the fact that they basically just made a song about their wives and how cool their wives are yes yeah um yeah what did he say like i got a like i got a good thing with a bad bitch that's rare bitch (laughs) um yeah that's 
I really like it. I also like that LP. I forget what song he does it in. Um, it might be Stay Gold. LP has now multiple times referred to himself as a mensch, which I think is the funniest thing for a rapper to do. You know what a mensch is? No, not really. It's uh, I think it's Yiddish. It's it just means like he's a good guy. You know, <laughs> like it's uh, I think it means like doer of good. Um, so you say it about like your your neighbor if he's like a real just good guy, a stand up uh, guy. You know who's a mensch? Mike Reese is a mensch. Okay. Um, NHL goaltender Chad Johnson is a mensch. <laughs> right. So it's just funny to come because like a lot of rappers are very braggadocious and right. stuff. That's, that's to come say, and just be like, oh, yeah. There's a couple right. layers to that. Like calling yourself a mensch is kind of funny, but like calling yourself a mensch when you're a rapper, right. well, usually when they're like, I'm a bad dude. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just being like, yo, man, you can trust me with shit. I can, I, I've got your back. I also love the line from Killer Mike. Uh, we are the murderers. We are the murderous pair that went to jail and we murdered the murderers there. That's pretty sick. <laughs> they, uh, the best, the best part, the best uh, verse of the album though is the last verse of oh, well, outside of um, a report to the shareholders, kill your master because that song's epic. But the the most fun verse of the album is the last verse of Call Ticketron. Wow, that's the one that Killer Mike starts like the I'm a Samalama Dumalama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, what did you think about Danny Brown's feature? I loved it. I think that Danny Brown is he, he's very hit or miss for me. When he's on, he's just fucking wild and he's great. But when he's off, he's fucking wild. Yeah. And that's so. <laughs> uh, it's just like, it's so abrasive. Because, yes, that's a good way of. Because, <laughs> especially because Killer Mike and LP are like these real, like, Deep yeah. fucking like d- like very heavy yes. voices. Well and then Danny spoken Br- and everything. Right. And Danny Brown comes. Wah, wah. <laughs> it's like fuck <laughs> you. And the best part about Danny Brown is he looks mm, exactly the way. Like if you do you know what Danny Brown looks like? No, I don't think so. He looks like okay. I'm just gonna just Google Danny Brown. Does he have crazy hair? He looks yes. like somebody who should have crazy hair. Yeah, he sounds like somebody who should have crazy hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. He is that just makes sense. this like crazy ass dude from Detroit who has been through some shit, missing some teeth. Yeah. He is. Nice. I lo- yeah. He's he was in town like a year ago, and I I think somebody. Yeah, I, I had a different concert that night, so I couldn't go. But I was like, fuck, I really just want to go to a Danny Brown concert <laughs> and see what happens. I think that's a really good uh, feature, though. Um, the. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I think it has about as many features. This album has about as many features as Run the Jewels too. The coolest one, of course. Uh, you Uncredited. were uh, you were all up on this on Christmas Day. Christmas Day was basically you, me, and Jeff texting about Run the Jewels. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was it was great. We were texting about Run the Jewels and how drunk we were in front of which people. Yep. And then I tried to sober up, and by doing in doing so, spilt coffee all over my brother-in-law's uh, sofa. So Nailed fun it. times. Um, but you, yeah, you were like, "Fuck!" I know for money reasons why they wouldn't do this, but every rapper should just do uh, uncredited appearances. Right? Yeah, it's such a fucking badass power move to just like show up in a song you know what the best uncredited appearance is um you know the song danger danger by electric six Mm-mm. i think you are in a danger high voltage danger danger high voltage <laughs> i don't know if i've heard that um song. the sounds awesome it is great it's uh the lead singer of electric six in this crazy guy just kind of going back and forth and they're screaming about like how just fucking like dangerous it is when they get sexual <laughs> and the 
crazy guy is fucking Jack White. Oh, really? Before Jack White was famous. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And it's amazing because Jack White, Jack White's gotten less crazy over the years. He's become like a respected musician, but he just used to be a dude that was out there just trying to make weird sounds and shit. You know, and, uh, an uncredited, uh, an uncredited feature that I really like what? is um, Adam Duritz. On that oh my Wallflower god! Song. Yes, that's right. Uh, Sixth Avenue it, heartache. Uh, yeah, that is my favorite song by the Wallflowers. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, and it's a lot. I feel like a lot of people don't know that that's Adam Duritz singing. I the, know, the and that vocals. was uh, so. That's off uh, bringing down the horse, which is a an unbelievable album. Yeah. You were tweeting about um, the cranberries and Counting Crows. Yep. I feel like the Wallflowers are in that category yeah, I would, as like they're like known as being like a great great band they they're up on this pedestal but you're like i wish they had like four or five more yeah like top 40 songs yeah so that's that's what i had that's what i said about about um about counting crows and and the cranberries Cranberries, and like i a lot of people agreed with me and i was very surprised i love the cranberries yeah they're awesome yeah i linger uh, is just like one of the most perfect songs linger yeah yes um Zombies, yes. obviously great. Um, I saw Bleachers do; um, they did a cover of Dreams. Passion Pit did one too. Really? Yeah, it's like on their first album. I that song makes me want to play drums, just because uh, like it goes heavy on the that's, drums. So it's just all floor toms, it's yeah. just, and it's it's not nothing too creative, but it just sounds so fucking good, and also. Uh, like beats like that, patterns like that, that gets a crowd going. That yeah, that yeah. gets these. Dude, if going. I saw the cranberries at like a festival, I'd go nuts. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Ima- yeah. Like imagine the cranberries instead of like Third Eye Blind. Yeah. You know, Third Eye Blind gets that sort of nostalgia act label, but fuck, they were. I'm gonna listen to the cranberries after this. I love them so much. They did a Tiny Desk concert, which is cool. Oh really? I like when uh, kind. Of, I don't not. I don't want to say irrelevant, but not relevant not acts. not 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 peak <laughs> right um, not at their peak yeah uh speaking of which t-pain ended up doing another thing with npr where he just did like a full show did mm-hmm. you see t-pain's i saw the tiny, tiny desk yeah one. and it's just fucking it's awesome that's like that's the best for, the, the, him doing that is like the best thing ever because anytime somebody says that t-pain can't sing you just send them the tiny desk i used to get so fun in college like that was when t-pain was big and people would like Classic rock fans were like, yeah, but he can't sing. And I was like, how the fuck do you know if he can't <laughs> sing? Gee, like, that's like saying, like, uh, like ah, Steve Vai can't play guitar because he's using a wah-wah pedal. It's like, nah, he's <laughs> just making it sound different, you fucking idiot. Um, so, yeah, God. This, I'm just, I want to listen to the Cranberries. That's all I want to do. Um, we got an email. We did. It's a good email. Well, it's like I, a, yeah, well, I guess it's. It's like a life email. Yeah. It's one of those heavy emails that we get from time to time. Yeah. It's titled Lesbian Drama. Mm. So let's get to it. Who should read it? I'll read it. Do it. Um, so as the gayest podcast I listen to, thank you, I'd like your opinion on sad lesbian drama in my life. I had sex with my best friend since high school, and now she is ignoring me for no reason. She asked me out. She flew to my city. We hooked up and had an awesome weekend. We aren't the most sexually compatible, but it was fun. Afterward, we were flirting over text for a while, but it died down. Then when I go home for Thanksgiving, she ignores all my texts. I later ask if I messed up somehow, and she says no, she's just not feeling social. Now she won't respond to my texts about hanging out over Christmas break. I can see her posting on social media constantly, and it's taking all that I have to not vague posts about her like an idiot asshole. 
So my questions for you guys are, one, is this what I deserve for making the obviously stupid move to sleep with my best friend? Two, how long does someone need to ignore you? How long does someone need to ignore you before you're just like, fuck this person? And it is not overreacting to just unfriend them on all social media and just try to forget about them. Three, it's super fucked up to treat someone like this when you've been close friends for seven years, right? We're 22 and out of college, but remained close through college. Thanks, love the podcast, and sorry for any mistakes in this email, which I probably shouldn't have written while driving. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't see that part, but well, that's a very that's a very well written email for doing it while driving. Oh my god, um, so this just this strikes me they're doing a slow fade. Yeah, but that's that's that, a fucked up thing I, to do to your best friend. It's that's a thing. I don't think you can do a slow fade with a best friend. Yeah, I think that's like super mean. Does uh does she deserve this for making the mistake of hooking up with her best friend? Uh. I it's kind of like a takes two to tango situation, right? It's but like this girl initiated it, yeah. Her, her friend initiated it, right? And I I don't know bought it's, a plane ticket for it. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, like they were best friends, so like yeah. she could have just been oh, going so she could have just been yeah. But she it says she it says since high school she asked me out. Oh okay, okay. yeah yeah. But also it's since high school, like that's a kind of kind of together. Yeah, I I, I um. But it's also like, how do you, I'm not trying to be critical of this person, like, how do you know that when she asked you out that that's kind of what it was, right? Because if I, like, if right, I said like, to you, like, like, let's get a beer, yeah, then <laughs> be like, I, I it is like, a, is date. This a date. <laughs> it is a date. That is what I mean. But <laughs> if you want to be foolish and mistake it for, like, oh, is he just trying to, like, watch the game? Then, again, that's on you for misreading it. <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, the biggest thing that strikes me is, like, it seems that maybe this is just like the type of person who that's kind of how she treats people after stuff happens. But there should be people who are off limits that you can do that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's weird to be like, don't, don't fuck your best friend because if, it, if both well, parties did it, but know. but like it, like the the point of dating a lot of the time is to like find somebody who you can have sex with who is your best friend Chandler and Monica right yeah <laughs> it's like that's the end goal for which dating by the way they were the so not best friends before they oh, say no. that they said to Joey when Joey's looking for a similar thing they're like oh well we were like we were best friends for a long time and then we got together like when the fuck were Chan- like. Like Monica you're a, said, you're a part of the same friend, best friend group, but right. they, them two were definitely not best yeah, friends. Yeah, I missed all those Chandler and Monica episodes <laughs> in season two. Right. And when Monica like, said she would, uh, like, the only scene that they're together in, she says, um, if you were the last man on earth, she'd, like, think about sleeping with Oh, yeah. It was, like, at the, the beach. The beach. Yeah, floor. right. You yeah. wouldn't pee on her and <laughs> yeah. all that shit. It's... Yeah, like nobody before they got together was like, man, I really hope Chandler and Monica get together. No one was pulling for that. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it was good for a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So like, I, I, I don't know. It's I, I think that it's very weird to be like, if if you like can have sex with your best friend and like give it a shot, why not? Yeah. Um, I don't I, know. It's weird. I don't know. When was this email sent? Uh, 11 days ago. Oh, so this could, there could be developments. This could have boiled over <laughs> at this point. Right. I mean, they could be together right now, and then she got her new girlfriend into brunch, and now they're going to listen to this, and... We didn't say her name, so... Yeah, we didn't go. say any names. And uh, also, like, I don't think that this per- I don't think the girl that's ignoring you is necessarily being, like, a bad person or anything. I think that she's she just using... She could be going using, through some shit. Right, like, she's using, I think, a common, uh... 
a common tool, the the slow fade. But I just, yeah, I just think that she's kind of using it on a, a, the wrong person. That's it's yeah. mean to do that to someone that's that big a part of your life. Yeah, I, I think that I think like the approach on the the email sender's part is to just like ignore her as best you can and not try to cause trouble. Yeah, like recognize that she's probably fading you. Yeah, and maybe like give her the space and let her like figure out whether or not like that's the right decision on her part. Yeah. Uh, But don't like explode and make it worse. I don't think like my only life kind of motto is to steer into the skid. Have I said this before on the podcast? I don't think so. If something's going on uh, when you're driving, if you, your car skids, you're supposed to turn the wheel in the direction that you're skidding. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a bad thing, just, do what that is and get out of it. I normally apply it to uh, to food. If like you're having like a bad few days and you're just eating a bunch of garbage, or if like you're drinking too much, just do that. Like if you if if it's your prerogative, just get it all out of your to, system. Right, exactly. Just go, for some reason, this is what's happening. Do it. Experience it. it. So if like similarly, if you're very close with somebody and all of a sudden you guys aren't talking much or you're not hearing from from him or her just kind of steer like let that thing happen you know like i i don't think you'll my guess is you're not going to completely stop being friends you're just going through a weird little thing and then maybe things will go back to normal yeah i, I think that's that's pretty good uh but in the, the third quite or uh how long does someone need to ignore you before you just like fuck this person and not overreact and to unfriend them i don't know i th- i feel like if you're sending this email you have a pretty good idea that <laughs> that she's being kind of a yeah, but she does, this she doesn't want this person out of her life. Clearly, who uh, oh the, the email the emailer, yeah. yeah. Like if if you're upset about well, that's it, that's what it's I'm saying. I don't think that you necessarily like have to like cut them out of your life, right? But just like give them the space, yeah. But on the third question, it's definitely super fucked up that that someone you've been friends with for seven years is fading you. Yeah, it's complicated as fuck. And that was relationship advice from the bad boys to. A lesbian. <laughs> the bad um, boys of relationships. What's that? The bad boys. The of bad relationships. boys. Yeah, the bad relationship boys. <laughs> um, we had what else? Oh, we watched a movie. We did. Yes, and it was uh, when the bow breaks, which was this one was my choice. Good I had one, not H. heard. I had not heard of it before <laughs> before you recommended it. I saw previews for it. It's a thriller about a couple who hires a surrogate mother but through some clever trickery on the surrogate mother's part the surrogate company doesn't realize that she's a crazy murderer <laughs> now the trickery here was that she just changed her last name yep and they just That's literally all she it. did yeah uh so y- you can do that apparently so. murder and then change your name and it's fine. I don't know if this is like the real law too, but like they said that so like at one point she just decides that she wants to to or she's going to keep the baby. Yeah. And like she just gets to to do that. Yes. That's I think, the law. Well they say they uh the embryo is uh the couples. Yeah. But the but once the baby comes out, it's uh it's 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 the hers, surrogates. it's the surrogates until she signs it over. Yes. Like I feel like if you're being a surrogate, you you should probably like have to sign it over beforehand. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Imagine just being a couple and being like, in like after nine months of thinking that you're going to have a baby, the, the last second this girl's just like, nah, it's mine. Yeah. It's kind of so fucked up. The uh, the couple is Morris Chestnut and another woman. And I texted you during it. I said something to the effect of like 10 minutes in and I've already whacked off my dick to Morris Chestnut. Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you responded clearance rack Idris Elba, <laughs> which the only reason I liked that is because I've that's impeccable phrasing <laughs> yeah i i think that he's like uh, i want you to make your twitter bio clearance rack matt damon <laughs> he's a he's a broke ass idris elba he is but he's in the same category as what's his face um shit uh the dallas buyers club guy uh the very pretty man oh jared leto jared leto where it's like that's like I, that's how I would like a person to look, you know. I mean, he's super handsome for yeah. sure, but like, so is Idris Elba, and Idris Elba is a good actor. Yeah. So uh, I'll say this about Morris Chestnut: he can't do certain things. He oh. is not an intimidating guy. Yeah, he no. is a beautiful guy. He's like he's well built he's, and everything. Yeah, but he, like he he comes off as more of like a sweet man. Exactly. So he plays a lawyer, and like he's most of his goings on have to do with like the firm, and that that is totally believable. He's a guy that's looking out for his uh, firm. So they hire this this woman to be a surrogate, and she basically it's she's running a scam on them um, with her boyfriend and the scam is they are going to basically hold a baby ransom before it's even born yeah. <laughs> like throughout the pregnancy they're just going to say like if you want the baby you're going to need to give me this 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 uh the boyfriend who will get into suggests every few months she asks for maybe four thousand dollars <laughs> did you hear that <laughs> <laughs> that's the weirdest number i've ever heard of for extortion slash right. ransom it's fucking. That's so weird. Just like, every you want this four. shit. It's gonna cost you at least four. Th- like, dude, dude start you with see the, five. You in see the, the house that those people are living in. I know. It was like a fucking ten million dollar house. So they have uh, when they pick her, they have uh, the couple over for dinner, and this guy, this boyfriend, hates women. Like, it's the only thing about him. The boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He hates sure. women. And people say, like, we will say a lot of times about a person, like, oh, that guy hates women because they'll say something sexist. Uh, a lot of times when someone says something sexist, I'm not defending sexist people, but a lot of times when someone say, says something sexist, it's because they're fucking dumbasses. Like, they're just really stupid, uneducated people. Um, and not, it's not necessarily that, like, they have, like, a deep hatred for women. This guy, like actively hates right. women the first thing he brings up so they get there they're having dinner he asks if he can have a cigarette outside so morris chestnut joins him and the first thing that he brings up is he likes windows because it means he gets to creep on women the second thing he does that we see him do in this movie is not drive his girlfriend to a doctor's appointment the third <laughs> thing we see him do in this movie is beat up a woman yep he is like this guy's priority is hating women and uh, she kills him because she murders people. And uh, we- weird way to kill him: stabs him and then throws him down the stairs. Yes, I know that's a that's like a that's mean se- way that's, to kill somebody. That, that seems uh, reversed. Like yes, you you want to you should throw Hobble somebody. Him. You should throw somebody down the stairs, make him make right. him hurt a little bit, yeah. and then you stab him to death. Yeah, but uh, 
right before she kills him, he leaves her a voicemail, and then he says, "Stupid fucking bitch." There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, self dialogue that goes on in this movie. Yes, yeah, and it's very annoying. Uh, we should get this out of the way. It's not a good movie. Oh, it's very bad. <laughs> it's not a good. <laughs> it's very movie. bad. Um, he, I think he got like a forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and mm. that's too high. He has a great line to her though. It is a little sexist, so earmuffs. He says, um, what does he say? Oh, he says, don't think. It's not your thing, babe. I'm the brains. You're the uterus. <laughs> nice, man. Like, can be used in any context. Tell her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, he also, so Morris, so after he beats up his girlfriend, Morris Chestnut sits him down and gives him a talking to, and it is the least intimidating thing ever. He does the whole, like, if you ever go near her again, I'm a bust your punk ass head open. And this guy, who is in jail for this conversation, is just openly laughing at him. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, this is the best you got. Right, he's like, you seem adorable, dude. <laughs> like, dude, I am in jail right now. Right. You need to come harder than this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, he uh, So this girl, basically, she becomes sexually obsessed with Morris Chestnut. And Can't blame her. Yeah. Um, also, she's very hot, I think. Uh, she's pretty, but like I'm very put off by her character in the movie just because... You're not into killers. Well, not even that. Like I could I could, I could, could be okay with that, but <laughs> she uh, is has like a creepy-ass smile and is very like aloof all the time, and that's weird. Mm. I think that's weirder than the killing stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like so she I just like at, like one point she I just think like, murder is probably <laughs> murder is probably like my biggest oh no no I can deal with it depends who you're murdering right uh, like at one point she's just like making herself a cup of coffee like in an empty house and she's like mm. she's got like this weird yeah. goofy ass she smile. does like, always have like a mischievous like pre or post murder kind of look on her face she um the best part is. She goes through this thing where she just starts to feel like really sexy and like confident in her skin as she's getting pregnant. And so she gets, she feels really sexy. So what she does with that is she kills somebody. <laughs> like, cause they keep showing her like she's putting on the wife's clothes and like just like dancing around, like yeah. wearing very little. And she's sending Morris Chestnut videos. And then she's like, yeah, ooh, I, now I know what I'll do now. And then she goes to her boyfriend's house and murders him. him. Um, she, when she says when she's trying to talk Morris Chestnut into leaving his wife, she says the line, she couldn't even say stay pregnant. Oh yeah. Sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> this is the point where we make You don't want to be with her. That, she has miscarriages, that weak person. Like that's what she's suggesting. I know. Like, that she's like, like weak willed. Like she really thought that the way to get this dude's heart is to com- like completely bash the most sensitive topic in his life. Yes. Um she uh the wife's walk off. So they end up killing her. This ends with them just murdering the fuck out of her. Um, and the wife's walk off line is, I am sick of you, you crazy bitch. And then they run over her with the car. Um, also, but that but right before that, there was a fight scene in which she was going into labor. Yes, that's right. She attacks her. Her water <laughs> there is, breaks. There is literally a fight scene in, scene in which she is in labor. Yes. That was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> uh, pregnant woman fighting, people cutting each other up. I guess you could call that a bloody show. God, Jesus. Am I right? Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, it's uh, But it is a bloody, terrible movie. It is my oh, big. Yeah. Oh, my, Michael K. Williams is in it. 
Yeah. Michael K. Williams is he a private investigator done this movie. who is the most uh, – he likes being a private investigator because he loves revealing his find. I think that's why everyone likes being a private investigator. They really like to reveal their findings. So the way that he reveals his findings is always very dramatic. So he, he's like, I looked into this girl's past. Turns out she's got a past. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> and then he, he says one of the lines, I think I wrote it down. He says, um, he says, she stabbed the guy, but there was a reason. He was sexually abusing her. <laughs> it's like, you can't just say, like, all right, at this age, uh, she was living with this person who sexually abused her, so she killed him. Yeah. Uh, he you just... can be like, uh, she, she was being sexually abused, and then she killed the, her abuser. Right. That's, that's, a, that's the correct that's way like to deliver that line. That's way to <laughs> right. say that. He's like, but here's the thing. She wasn't alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. He, she murdered him. But here's the twist. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like Morris Chestnut's just standing there, like concerned for his life and his family and everything, like hearing all this stuff. The guy's like, it was at this point that at- things got sticky. <laughs> <laughs> right. At that point, like Morris Chestnut should have been like, Dude, can you hurry up and get on with this? She right. has like, my baby. Right. He's like, where is she right now? Where is my wife? Do you know these things? These are kind of the relevant things. Talk about burying the lead. Yeah. Um, so the our next episode, we're going to recap the media game. We're playing in I'm not done with this movie. Jesus. Uh, Not done with this movie. Uh, If you like nudity, don't watch this movie because there is none. Uh, Even though they, they like, want... It teases it a lot. They want to give you nudity, but they just don't. Yeah. Which... Why? Like, was our rating really going to put off people from... Watching this and giving it seven percent, <laughs> right? I think that I think that like there was at least a half a dozen opportunities where they tease nudity, and yeah. They just like, don't deliver on, and it, it was going to be like some very sexy pregnant nudity. Yeah, that's. Um, there's also a point um, uh, in the movie where Morse Chestnut's wife gets the CEO position at her new company, and he like doesn't and even he's say not, thank I wrote you. That down. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, <laughs> or he say, doesn't even say congratulations. Right, he's on his computer uh, chatting. Yeah. And she calls. She's like, "Hey, so they've offered me the CEO position." And he's, and like, he's like, "That's uh, nice." Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's like, do you know what a fucking family changing thing that is? That's your wife got the best job she can get. Like and that is like the like the peak of her her career. Yeah, and, and you're just like watching naked videos of the surrogate. Yeah, uh, and then oh, I like that when they chat. It's always in caps. Oh yeah, like I, did, I was, was caps lock song. That's lock the, that's on, some uh, that, the... that's some dad like texting chat situation. Right. <laughs> well, it's for a movie that comes out in like 2015. That is the most unrealistic unrealistic part of this movie. What this is that? Like they're that using that, like, a messenger in which ass, like <laughs> right, chat, yeah, which everything is on caps. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, immediately after having the baby, uh, there's a scene in which the surrogate. Is seen sleeping in a bed wearing jeans. Oh yes, wearing jeans after literally just giving birth. Mom jeans while sleeping. Yeah, that is also one of the most unrealistic things in this movie. Like you imagine carrying a baby, delivering a baby, right, and then like strapping on some <laughs> jeans and getting into bed. And they were like they weren't baggy jeans or anything. No, like Those tight were, jeans. Yeah, yeah, so good. Those are booty uh, popping jeans. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you want to? Are we done? We're done with this movie. Yeah, we're done with this movie. Uh, the media game is uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, and I just re- I need to get my skates sharpened. Not that it matters. I need to get skates. 
Nice. I uh, I have no hockey equipment. I have no hockey skills. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I'm quite terrified. Uh, do you know what you're going to do for hockey equipment? Where are you going to get it? Yeah, I'm going to borrow it from a friend. Oh, awesome, perfect. Um, it's going to be very exciting. I think we're going to get a GoPro somehow. Maybe. God, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know who should wear it. Does Does GoPro pick up audio? Yeah. If I have it, it'll just be panting and me saying <laughs> I hate my life. So. Oh. It would be a podcast. Look basically. forward to that. Yeah. Um, we're going to podcast on the ice. I don't know how we're going to do it, but at some point we're going to podcast on the ice. So look forward to that.